everyone welcome back to no beer left behind i am brian and i'm joined this evening by frank frank how are you doing tonight buddy i'm doing well brian Uh, you know it's uh starting to be spring so uh, weather talk uh, weather talks right around the corner now it's your local forecast on the weather channel i mean i've got it ready Whenever, whenever the first blossoms spring into action, yep, uh, and Frank is ready to weed out his garden, getting his well, raised beds ready to ready to be raised. Correct. You know what, what? What I really like about um, this time of year is everybody's pretty much sick of winter. We've had I don't know maybe ten total days of winter down here, and. The people up in Minnesota, they get this fake spring that'll happen in about a week where it'll go to like 50s and then they'll get right back into the thick of winter. Like as soon as that moisture level starts picking up, mm-hmm. they can get a foot of snow. <laughs> it's, that sounds it fucking miserable. <laughs> it sounds no, it really terrible. But absolutely. It's terrible. I mean, the number the, the number of, of, of days that I spent in March in complete snow gear at recess is is too many but by the looks of it to be honest it looks like the end of february this year is super cold for them um so yeah uh i guess r.i.p in pieces up there was uh terrible yeah we're gonna hit 81 on monday so well i was gonna say it was it was 77 degrees today Mm -hmm. tomorrow at one point though tomorrow the high was supposed to be 52 so okay uh, we're 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 getting a bit of a cold snap there's some thunderstorms coming through tonight so yeah we get all 70s and 80s through it looks like the majority of february to be honest Mm. well I will so. be, you know what? I bought something to prepare for a random February cold snap. Um, and it's a small space heater for my garage so I can continue smoking cigars out there, which I'm glad I did buy that uh, because this last Saturday it was cold as fuck up here. I mean, yep. straight up cold. And I was out in the garage watching Chelsea win the fucking World Cup. It was the Club World Cup, but we still won the World Cup. So dumbest fucking trophy. Like, it's, it's so, so fucking stupid. I would I would try to talk about it last week, and Parker was on, and I was like, he's gonna punch us if we start it's talking so about soccer. Stupid. Uh, it's honestly, it's the most worthless game that. Uh, sorry, win the games League, plural. <laughs> it is literally like beating up on JV team after winning yeah, the state championship. So hey, but you know what, Paul Maris was. They're fourth in whatever the the Libertado League of fucking South America is. So yeah. we beat them. Is it Libertadores? Copa Copa Libertadores. Have you fe- have you seen how they came up with that title? Okay, so you know how Concacaf is mm-hmm. 
and fucking all the letters of like Central uh, Oceanic North America Mexico whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's how they come up with CONCACAF as their like uh, federation. Um, but South America literally takes the first two letters from every fucking organization, every professional soccer club in South America, and they put it together and it is like Libertadores. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have to throw it would have made sense if that one club, if that one like uh, league hadn't joined. Yeah, Libertadores. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh, the fucking tadas in the middle. You're just like, damn it, so close. We could have had a cool ass sounding name. Yeah, I mean, it means, I don't think it even means anything no no it's literally fucking they, they just everybody got together and they were like oh yeah no no we gotta we gotta get this we gotta gotta invite the guys from honduras they gotta be in here oh i guess it means liberators in english yeah but there's tadas in the middle anyway regardless <laughs> in any case they they do yeah it's it's a big tournament down there but why it's called the club world cup is beyond me i mean it's stupid some of the mls fuck. teams can beat those teams so well and that's funny because they haven't mls has never fielded a team but this year mexico did and they got mm-hmm. their asses beat um but it's fine it's whatever although uh two year or the last world cup that they had uh, Wanel, UANL, the Tigres uh, from Mexico, they made it all the way to the finals. Tigres only, is great. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> anyway, Chelsea Chelsea played their two games in the tournament and won it all. Congratulations. Meanwhile, some of the smaller clubs in the smaller leagues had to play fucking four games in six days or four games in eight days mm-hmm. to get through the tournament. <laughs> and they were all butthurt because fucking uh, Chelsea comes in, they play two games. Uh, Fucking Palmeiras comes in. They play two games, and they're both in the finals. Like, let, let's go. We're done. Yeah, I, I mean, I Chelsea mean, had that's, that's, Champions League works kind of like that too, though. I mean, yeah, it, it the play kicks yeah. off in September. Yeah, and... but those are the fucking clubs that those are like wild cards. At least those make sense yeah. because like some of their upper like they're the fourth or you know third or fourth place teams in some of the smaller leagues yeah. they have to play in these are champions in their own fucking divisions and they're like ah now we have a five game tournament that we have to play before we play the rest of the world's champions yeah and then they <laughs> just, just get beat up on. they get smoked like <laughs> that sucks yeah but i mean you know what sometimes those teams do win I mean, so they Tigres don't win the whole a, thing, but no. they, they do. They'll upset her. I mean, that's what happened last time uh, that Chelsea was in it in 2012. They had won the, I guess, 2013. They'd won Champions League, and then uh, they got just smoked by some South American team. And, like, yeah. obliterated. And that was, to bring it all back, that was Cesar Aspilicueta's first year with Chelsea in 2013. And he oh, is so still there. <laughs> Bookending his his reign over there with the Champions League. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, he didn't. Well, I, I don't know that you guys win it this year, but well, I was gonna say he didn't win it the first year. He came in the year after they won. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, but hey, he now has officially won every cup, every every trophy available for Chelsea. So that's pretty sweet. Nice. Well, what are you drinking? I am drinking something a little special for a special evening such as tonight. Uh, tonight, we're on the eve of our sixth anniversary as a podcast, yep. which deserves... And it, it'll, it'll get its own special episode. It will. So. We'll, we'll cover that in just a bit. Um, but I am drinking a 2021 Sticky Monkey from Firestone Walker, Ooh. which is their barrel-aged Central Central Coast Quad aged on bourbon barrels. 
um, which I don't remember this being always being aged on bourbon barrels. Like I remember it being on wine at some point in time, like red wine barrels, but mm-hmm. I, fu- I fucks with this. I love this beer. So your sixth anniversary, your birthday is the 17th, right? No, it's my birthday is our anniversary. Oh, it's the 16th. Yeah, it's okay. the 16th. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Six years is a long time. It's like, a long ass time. Long, long ass time. So, well, cheers to that. I'm having in, I guess, in honor of that as well. It's my favorite beer. A uh, little Guinness draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did go to the old Brooklyn's tonight up the street. Yeah, I saw you drinking and, outdoors in the old Petya area. What were you drinking? Yeah, I, well, I, I had electric jellyfish, um, which they were selling 22 ounce electric jellyfishes for $7. Shit. Yeah, that's the way to do um, it right there. Yeah, were they serving so, it in schooners? This is my favorite when they serve. The tall. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the schooners are the ones that are like margarita glasses, but they're that thick ass oh, glass. No, oh, God. Dude. I, I bet if I asked for it, because they serve, they serve the micheladas in there. Yeah, dude. I had <laughs> I had a Lakewood Temptress in that, in that oh, glass God. at Katie Trail Ice House in Dallas. It was. Every bit of 98 degrees at fucking like 10 o'clock at night. It was just hot, hot, hot. It was one of those like August uh, you ordered nights. The biggest stout that they well, had. I ordered, I ordered Lakewood Temptress because it was the highest ABV beer they had. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm fucking done with this Brian night. Brian was pulling a Derek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went, yeah. It's <laughs> going by ABV per dollar. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they bring it out because it was like a, it was $8 pour or whatever. I was like, hell yeah, we'll, we'll be fine with that. And they bring it out in a 22 ounce schooner. I was like, this is. This is not responsible. And I was like, <laughs> drank the chalice of fucking beer. Uh, it's so good. Anyway, so you were drinking electric jellyfish. What was that picture that you took then? Because that yeah, wasn't so electric the wife, the wife ordered a uh, dragon's milk. Mm. And hell yeah. I just think, so dragon's milk, for those who've never had it, is a 12% beer. And this lady came out everywhere else. On Main Street, if they have Dragon's Milk, I don't know if TABC has gotten to them, but they have all now gone with the uh, eight ounce pours or ten ounces. Yeah, yeah. And this lady comes out and she goes, "Do you want a sixteen or a (laughs) twenty-two? Now, twenty-two ounce pour, right? For those who don't know, one ounce is thirty milliliters. Okay." So a 22 ounce pour is damn near a bottle of wine's worth mm-hmm. of Temptra- of dragon's milk. Yeah, I mean, she essentially came out and said, "Do you want a bottle of wine for what amounted to probably nine dollars, mm-hmm. which is way better than yes. a nine dollar bottle of wine?" Right. <laughs> so I was sitting there and I was like, "Hun, you know, if a TABC rep comes in here and orders that, and they offer them a 22 ounce pour, irresponsible is what they get hit with." <laughs> Get, yeah, they'll get fine. Like, there's no doubt. It's like you guys are pouring bottles of wine. I mean, that would, here. I mean that's no different than someone going, "Hey, can I get it? Can I get a pour of vodka?" And they're like, "Yeah, eight ounce or ten ounce." Yeah, exactly. Like, no, oh. precisely because essentially, right? Red wine's around thirteen and a half percent. This is twelve and a half percent. So near in the same, and then not even. It, it, it didn't disturb me so much once I did the math that they were offering people a bottle of wine. It's that I then kind of sat there and I was like, 
there's nothing preventing you from ordering two or three of these. Yeah, you did the Derek math is what we call yeah. that. It's the Derek math. <laughs> you would be toast. Yeah, can I get obliterated for under $20? The answer is yes, I can. Yeah, <laughs> With a tip. Go to Brooklyn for a freaking temptress. You know what? A dollar, a dollar a poor tip. You know what? We're getting out of here with a fucking 20, not, 20 spot and I can't walk. Like <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. Like it was one of those... Uh, like once I did the math, I was just stunned at the amount of alcohol well, that they were offering that point, for nine dollars. At that point, you should have been like, you know what? We'll take a pitcher for fifteen, and just <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, can you get us a forty ounce pitcher? We really much rather prefer you know, to save hundred milliliters of to save the steps for you. You know, so you don't have to worry about us. You just bring us a pitcher. Yeah. You know, we'll, I'm going to we'll drink serve three ourselves. of those. Yeah, we'll serve ourselves. <laughs> we don't want to. The place is hopping tonight. Yeah, we'll save you the steps. So, in any case, that cracked me up because I mean, I, I just, saw a pint, a pint glass, a shaker pint. She, glass. she ordered a pint because they, they don't. It's sixteen or twenty-two. There's no. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck it <laughs> glasses so, are expensive i guess i just i thought, said no one when when i saw when i heard they had dragon smoke i didn't think her question would be <laughs> 122 ounce dragon's milk i guess like, that's where my mind was do you want a four or lost. ten ounce pour and yeah, then those are your like options 22 ounces dude like, okay mm-hmm. so the reason that you have so many places on on main street hopefully the reason you have so many places on main street like switch into eight 10 ounce pours of high abv beers like that is because you're as a as an establishment that serves alcohol you're losing a significant amount of money by pouring large quantities at one time like mm-hmm. you just are like it's not a matter of like oh well dollars per ounce mm. You have opportunities per ounce is what you have, and yep. by selling nine dollars at sixteen, you know, sixteen ounces at nine dollars versus, you know, ten ounces at nine dollars, that is going to add up very fucking quickly. Within yeah, you're you're just cutting into your margin. Yeah. Everybody's going to pay the same amount for that eight ounce pour as they would have for the sixteen. Like, do Dragon's Milk just to pull back the curtain on <laughs> on the beer distribution industry here? Dragon's Milk sets the standard in most areas as the most expensive keg that bars and restaurants will ever buy yeah. because it's like 300 and something dollars for a sixth, uh, sixth barrel keg. Okay. So hold on. So these people aren't making money. No, they're year. losing a significant amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even understand. Like for what, what they have, they have, okay. So just break it down this way, Frank, 48 beers at most. Okay. So mm-hmm. probably depending on the, the draw line that they're working if, if, with. If you, if you get a 22 ouncer, let's if say you pay you, 10 hold, bucks. Hold on. It, let me, let me, let me set this math up and then you can help me on the back end. Yeah. Okay. Because so you have a sixth barrel keg. Um, mm-hmm. let's say you best case can, scenario. Can we, can we mention it in like terms that normal people, that's a pony yeah, it's, keg, right? It's five gallons. It's five okay. gallons of, of beer. Pony keg is, that's nil. Uh, technically, that's a quarter barrel, and that's fucked up. You d- they're only okay. mass produced. It's a six barrel keg. It's a slim, whatever. It holds 48 okay. beers, two cases, five gallons of beer. Okay? So, at most, you're going to get like, let's say you get 40 12-ounce pours out of it. Now, what we're saying is, <laughs> if you're selling each one of those... <laughs> Each each twelve ounce pour. Uh, let's let's fucking let's do the math. I'm pulling up a calculator. Well, you don't have to do twelve ounce pours. Well, you no, just I'm, say, I, I was going to do uh, forty well, divided they, by twelve. And oh, oh, fair enough. Yeah. So so if you're if you're doing the normal sixteen ounce pour, 
right? Which is what the, the, the 48 beers equates to. Yeah. And you're charging whatever, eight bucks for those beers. You're pushing through $384, okay? Is yep. what you're getting. And which you're is, paying 320 bucks for the, the yeah, barrel. I was going to say, which is barely above what the beer costs you. Yeah. So now if you reduce it and you get an extra four ounces, right, mm-hmm. per beer, mm-hmm. now you're getting an extra, whatever, let's call it 20 beers out of it. You're actually making money on it. Now. Well, hold up. You went the wrong way, though, when you said you, because you, you're technically. Uh, you, that was with 12 ounces. You're going to 16 ounces, so you're getting less money per pour. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So the 12-ounce <laughs> pour is what the... Oh, I guess that makes sense because it's a 12-ounce bottle. So Yeah, I'm, I was trying to do yeah. it that way because... Uh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Because when you Fair start enough. doing so, the so, other so, direction... I, it's very difficult to make money with Dragon Smoke then. So, uh-huh. Yeah. That's why you so have to they, serve it in 10-ounce pours because otherwise... It's basically even if you're charging yeah. nine a pour. Well, because no one's going to pay twelve bucks for that beer. No, no, but they will pay eight for a ten ounce pour, and exactly. then by that point, you're make that's you can equivalent. make money. Yeah. So, but that that's okay. So, I guess <laughs> uh, Main Street Buta Hack. You can go to Brooklyn's and get twenty two ounce pours of a very expensive beer mm-hmm. for. Near nothing. Near, um, yeah. Okay, so 576 yeah. ounces is what they're dealing with. Let's say 576 divided by 16. They're getting 36 pours out of that draft. If it was at 100% efficiency, which you're never going to fucking get, but let's no. just say 36. 36 times 9, you said? Well, they're, so the they're selling at 850. Co- they're selling at cost. Yeah. They're selling at cost. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever done the math, to be honest. They clearly like, have not. <laughs> that place has never done the math. So, in any case, um, yeah, don't, we'll, don't tell them. Go get, go get yourself a bottle of wine. Fuck. Hey, it's, you know what? Form. You know what? Just start advertising it as the best deal in Austin. <laughs> it is the best deal of beer I've ever seen. I was sitting there thinking through this multiple times. I was like, I don't even know how they're making well, money fuck, on a even, 22-ounce pour. Even electric jellyfish at... Anything under twelve dollars a fucking exactly. twenty two ounce pour. Money on it None. Oh, who is running their shit? Yeah, I don't know. They, they sell, are they charging thirty dollars for a plate of nachos? Because <laughs> they could twenty. No, okay. no, that's the thing. We got out. I had two tall jellyfish. The wife had her sixteen ounce dragon. You had forty four ounces of jellyfish. Well burger, done. Well done. <laughs> burger each. Um some green beans, some fries got out of there for 70 bucks. Jesus Christ. Right? DUI on the way home. Cause I had 40 ounces of a fucking double IPA. <laughs> we walked there. I know that's, that's the funny thing is. Like <laughs> so, so it's, it, it, I mean, I got the bill. I was fully expecting the jellyfish plus dragon's milk to be somewhere near 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. Anybody would think two tall jellyfish plus dragon's milk. Dragon's milk at ten bucks, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the amount of Liquid. expensive beer that yeah. they just gave you. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's probably thirty bucks. You Ultra. got your burgers, you got your sides. Okay, add another, you know, twenty, thirty bucks there. Oh, we had bread pudding too. I was like, okay, about eighty, eighty, ninety bucks is probably what we're getting out of here at. Nope, lady, lady showed up. 
with tip seventy four dollars. <laughs> y'all had forty five percent tip. Y'all had three qu- three quarters of a gallon of beer. <laughs> you know what though? Yep. Times is tough out there. Sometimes, sometimes you, the the little guy needs a win like that when they go out to well, eat. Well, I and, I mean I'll be back. Oh yeah, no damn doubt. straight you will. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that I'll be back for the food. I, fuck up, be I might be down. To- <laughs> He might drive by and be like, is that Brian's car? That's weird. (laughs) Ride you all the way from North Dallas. Worth the travel. You know, it's just this type of deal you can't pass up. Making money on this. (laughs) (laughs) Just I brought growlers for him to fill up, and at this price, fuck it, why not? I've never gotten it at this price. (laughs) It's like those dumbasses. It's like folks at the, the 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 growler bar up the street are like tabulating things to the last ounce not giving samples They're and turning shit. kegs upside down shaking yeah. the last bit out i fucking I'm, I'm treating it like the goddamn the pseudo gas crisis that they had on the east coast back in 2021 you remember yeah. that when people were filling up gas cans in the back of their minivan and they were like yep. we gotta fucking store it up biden's yeah, taking that. our gas and then Nothing happened. Just it was great. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know what is really ridiculous? How goddamn tasty this beer is. Like, I mean, fuck me. I, I, I you know, I understand. It's so I've been doing some self reflecting lately. Mm-hmm. Um, also uh, speaking to a gastroenterologist about a couple things that are going on in my life, and I've taken, uh, I've taken aback my uh, exploration of craft beer, and I've done really light drinking both in quantity and color. So I've been drinking a lot of like uh, Miller Lite and PBR and shit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably the first, you know, craft beer I've had in two weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause last week I drank nothing but PBR and fucking Topo Chico's. And I think I snuck in a golden stout, but I was already drunk by that time. So it didn't matter. Um, kind of wish I hadn't done that. Cause I was really fucked up by the end of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was with Parker was on was celebration, bitches. Uh, but anyway, so this is my first craft beer that I've had in a while, and I realize how fucking sweet this shit is. It is crazy sweet, and like, I, I like I got a lot of a lot of stuff going on in my mouth. But it's because there's probably you know this twelve ounce bottle of twelve point three percent alcohol by volume beer. I guarantee this shit has like 700 and something calories and majority of it comes from sugar. It's mm-hmm. wild. Uh, it's, it's times like this when Svelte Brian thinks back and is like, yeah, no wonder I weighed over 300 pounds. Cause I was drinking old numbskull. Like it was going out of style, which is, an, which, <laughs> which is ale Smith's <laughs> barley wine, which I was drinking that like to 750 milliliter bottle in a night. And then I was like, let's oh. fucking drink Speedway stout while we're at it too, which Speedway oh, in okay. a 16 ounce can is notorious because it is 1200 calories in a fucking can. And I was and like, they, yeah. they sell that shit down the street at Los Olivos. I do not like that beer. Speedway stout. Mm-hmm. Do they sell it in a can or they sell it on draft. They sell it on draft. Oh, dude. That's some shit that I would fuck with. I would uh, listen. I got I got a sample of it. It is too sweet. Like it was too sweet. So now you have to be careful because it's it is from Alesmith and they do some variants and they do like here in Texas we get the only variants we typically get are on draft and some places do not label their shit correctly. So I say that to say this. 
Their variants are fucking great, but they are yeah. overwhelming as shit. So they have no. It a, was it was it was, good. A, it was just too sweet. For they me. have a Tahitian vanilla variant, which I know would probably send you through the roof with anger and rage. Um, but it is it is one of the sweetest beers I've ever tasted. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was like, uh perceived sweetness from vanilla added this was the mexican dark chocolate one there you go that's what I, that's that's the other shit that they do is they typically do some wild more wild variants i will say the vietnamese coffee speedway that i had might have been one of the best stouts i've ever had in my life mm-hmm. i mean behind barely general obviously but it was very very tasty the speedway stout yeah no it's funny you brought that up i just literally saw it um on on tap here yeah um their barley wine old numbskull one of the best names for a beer i've ever had i mean like you know just the class the class of naming a beer old numbskull because by the time you're done drinking 23 ounces of that shit not a whole lot's going on up up north not a whole lot at all no that's fair so brian you had a uh a little watch discussion you wanted to bring up, eh? Okay, so, yeah, no. Uh, I've been dabbling more and more into watches lately. Not necessarily luxury watches because my broke ass can't afford them, but, uh, like, nice custom watches. Um, right now, my watch collection is sitting at six strong, three oh bracelets, boy. three leather straps, um, and I've gotten into customizing some of those leather straps uh, into... Uh, attaching deployant ca- uh, class so that the leather doesn't wear out as easy. It, it's a whole thing, Frank. I even bought my first automatic watch, which um, if you don't know, it's mechanical, but it's got a mm-hmm. uh, weighted rotor on the back. So it winds itself as you're wearing it throughout the day, not spending a whole lot of money. Cause I don't have a whole lot of money to spend, but is it one of the, the Seiko connects. So it's a Seiko movement, uh, but it's in a, uh, it's an Invicta watch, which always gets a bad rap. Because no, I don't mind Invicta. They, they have good looking watches. It's the one that I Seika chose. Is, they just have different. Yeah, the 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 cool part about Invicta, the one that I have at least, is it mimics a Rolex, uh, but it is much more subdued in size from the other Invicta watches. It looks classy, uh, which is why I bought it. But then I have some big ass, you know, chronographs. Anyway, it, getting into watches deeper and deeper. Uh, my next purchase is probably going to be a Casio, Casio GA2100. I uh, really found some custom watches from Casio that I like a lot. Some custom watches that are not available here in the United States. Uh, one of them being a 2100 variant that was only sold in Japan. Uh, still black dial, but then it has hand-painted white hour markers and white hands. Yeah. Okay. And the 2100, for those of you who don't know, it is the Cassie Oak. It's uh, a G-Shock, isn't it? It's a G-Shock, but it's a Cassie. They call it the Cassie Oak because it has an octon, octagonal uh, bezel around the outside. Octa- they, octagonal. octagonal. Yeah. It looks like the Audemars PK Royal Oak. Uh, it, like, it's, it mimics that oh, size and okay, look. Yeah, okay? now. now, they sell kits to customize them. Uh, which, oh, yeah. You can get a, a Barca Match Day kit. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah, well... See, here's the deal. I found one that is not Barcelona branded. It's also not Chelsea branded. However, it is the Hidden Coast collaboration. Now, Hidden Coast yeah. marks uh, 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 the waterlands in Southeast Asia that are still being discovered. Okay, yeah. it was a collaboration that Casio did with some like environmental group in Southeast Asia. Okay, but this fucking watch is Chelsea blue, and it is a hand. It's all Chelsea blue but then it's got hand-painted white hour markers and white hands. Now, I just have a question. Have yeah. you seen the uh, 
the show about the radium girls. Yes, I have. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you start getting in vintage watches, and it gets really dark really quick. Like, because you realize... Well, you're talking that, about hand-painted here. Mm. I didn't bring it up. No, no, I'm talking about hand-pa- hand-painted watches from the fucking 21st century. We're not... <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were buying <laughs> no. blood diamonds. No, 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 no <laughs> asshole. No, these things, are, watches. these things are hand-painted by the Casio like company, or there's a company in England that also does hand-painting. They, they just do phosphorus now? Uh, yeah, yeah, only... Only iridium, Pathetic. iridium light. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, if you want to see some cool ass watches, mm-hmm. just type in uh, Casio G-Shock Jellyfish or Rainbow or Rainbow Jellyfish. They are some of the sickest fucking watches. They're all hand painted by a company in England um, that does custom Casio paintings, uh, and like the, all the hour markers are all rainbow colored, and it's like a oh, rainbow yeah. gradient. It looks fucking amazing. Called uh, um, IFL watches. IFL watches now does the yeah yeah that's exactly what they did. They did they just released this uh, Tiffany Sky face which is fucking mm. sick. It's sold out already, um, but it's a gray like Casio. Yes, it's t- yeah. it's a gray watch with Tiffany blue hour markers. Uh, the Sky one is like they took and just splattered Tiffany blue paint on the. It's fucking dope. And you have to remember this isn't just a mechanical watch. This is a fucking it's a Casio analog digital. So you still have alarms, you still have backlights. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's it's a sweet watch. It's a badass watch. And the other cool thing is people are modifying this aren't paying thousands of dollars. Uh, no, IFL no, has one paying a low amount. Bro. IFL has some shit that is very expensive. They have an all steel Casio that is $1100. But the cool part is you can buy a Casio for $99. Um, you can have it Pretty pretty dope looking too. They have an all red one that if you're into red, that would be a pretty sweet deal for you. I'm not. So anyway, we're we're talking about this because I've been getting further and further into tracking down some of these custom Casios in particular, and they're not crazy expensive. However, uh, some you're not going to drop a grand, but you can drop. No, I can drop a couple hundred bucks quick. A couple hundred bucks easy. And what I'm trying to do is drop. As little money as possible because I'm about to also buy a customization kit to make this a a, a Cassie a true Cassie oak, which is put a stainless bracelet on it, stainless face, take the Casio shit off and insert it in it, modify it quite a bit. Um, so I'm trying to pay around a hundred bucks. So I find okay. I find this Casio hidden hidden coast collaboration, all blue, white dial, you know, white white hour marker. And I find it on this place called StockX, which I Frank mentioned. <laughs> like I, 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 I did a layup before we started the cast. Is that right? Is it called StockX? Is that it? It's yeah. called StockX. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you know about StockX? Because I saw on there the first thing I saw when I looked up this Hidden Coast thing was that all the suggestions were like sneakers, and then all the reviews for StockX were like, "Sent me fake sneakers. This is bullshit." Yeah, so send me send me the link to this watch, <clears throat> really quick. Okay. Stock StockX. <clears throat> okay, so I can kind of go through what the business of StockX and Goat is. So there, there's two kind of resell. Um, kind of, we'll call it a marketplace. It's like secondary it's market. marketplace. Yeah. yeah. But um, essentially, Goat started it. Um, what is they, Goat? Goat is the other resale marketplace. Okay. Um, I only work with Goat, <clears throat> and I'll tell you the reason in a minute. So um, 
when sneakers gained popularity again, because they, they always ebb and flow in popularity, right? Like it's generational. Um, they really caught on with this generation of kids. Um, similar to what it happened kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so in any case, now with technology being what it is, a lot of people started listing their shit on eBay, started getting fake shit. So then uh, some smart kids in Silicon Valley saw this as an opportunity. So they started a a certification marketplace where how it works is you list a product and you send the product to California. Mm-hmm. They validate it as being authentic. And then they send you the product and pay out the seller. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Now, GOAT's authentication is much better than StockX. Um, I don't know. Let's see if we can find this item on, on GOAT. I don't know what StockX is currently doing, but they have pretty much adopted the... Um, everybody calls them ShitX now because they yeah. don't... And there's no fucking... No authentication process? No, it's not no authentication pro- process. So it doesn't look like um, Goat sells watches yet. No, it's it's <clears throat> it's not none. Um, it's just sometimes it can be lax mm-hmm. and things sneak through. Now, <clears throat> on a watch, right? We can we can just admit. Did you click the link? Yeah, I did. We can admit yeah. it's a sick ass watch. We know. This yeah, it's a badass true. watch. Now the the thing is, once you get some steel around it, it's going to look even better. Exactly. Um, okay. But it's what I would do, and they they take it back, right? So I would know how to authenticate this myself. Buy it, get it sent to me, and if they misauthenticate it, send it back to them and say, "This is how you authenticate it. Return, give me my money back." Yeah, because um, they do they do provide refunds, and they normally are pretty humble about it. Um, it's just a process that you go through. So here's the deal. Here's why I'm even bringing this up, Frank, and thank you for walking me through this because I had no nothing to go off of other than sneaker reviews, which I felt like were. Yeah, no, and it, it, don't, don't don't take those people at all. Yeah, like, StockX in the sneaker community, they are one of the places to go. And unfortunately, for every hundred brands that are authentic, one or two will sneak through, and those are the people leaving reviews. And that's, that's the problem with reviews in general. I was going to say that was the that was the general vibe that I was getting off of these reviews was like yeah. people got burned bad. So you're going to talk yeah. about it. So the reason I bring this up is because StockX also. And I'm sure this happens with sneakers. It shows up a lot more with lower priced watches like this. Um, they go off pricing based off current bids and the most mm-hmm. recent sales. Okay. So this watch right now, it's selling for $137. Not a crazy mm-hmm. amount of money, right? Right now I can go buy on Amazon and buy it. Amazon, which is still a gray market, but I can buy it for $145 and have it shipped for free. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, Last Friday or last Saturday when I woke up and uh, was just perusing the interwebs, it was on sale for $83. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this seems like a hell of a deal. I'm going to buy it. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait. We'll figure it out. 
by the end of the day, Saturday it was $157. <laughs> yeah. That 87 was probably a fake. Yeah. And I was like, and it's or kind it was of, a stolen item. It's kind of what I thought. And I was like, or it doesn't have papers with it or whatever it may be. It wasn't in box. So, but then I was looking, I was like, well, previous bids and previous sales were about that price though. But to your point, it could have been three or four stolen that they were trying to unload. It looks, so here's what I would do. So you got to remember the way StockX works is I have a pair of sneakers. I say they're worth, like quite honestly, if, if I buy a pair of sneakers, any pair that I'm willing to sell, I'm doubling the price. Right. And I'm just waiting. Yeah, because you like, got to tempt me to give to get rid of them. Well, not just that. I'm I'm getting a hundred percent return. Yeah. So how how long do I I can sit on it for ten years and still make ten percent per year? Yeah. Right. So so for me, it's in my closet. Yeah, it takes up some room, but you're not getting it for less than double what I paid. Now, most of the Jordan ones, I'm going triple. Like some of those, I'm selling for four fifty five hundred. And I sell them like I'll sell two, three pairs, you know, a quarter uh, out the door. And that's kind of the trick with these resale sites. Don't ever buy off the bat. So if you if you create an account, you'll be able to place a bid on these items. And if if you're the highest bid, this person will get pinged over and over and over again saying, your product price is within 15% of the highest bid. Like I, I, I have some, some Royal blue Jordan ones, right? Like they won't release again for fuck, maybe six years. Okay. I'm only willing to part with them. If someone pays me $450 and currently there's people parting with them for 350, 340, whatever, but these will never release again. Um, in this form uh, while these kids are getting rid of them. So you kind of have to know what you're dealing with. For something like this, toss out a bit of 110, you'll get it. Toss yeah. out a bit of 100, you'll probably get it. Yeah. Um, people are just going to try to get rid of them. It, uh, on the flip side, if you have something that's super rare, uh, like I've got a pair of, of Sock Saucony uh, Sneaker Politics Cafe Du Monde mm-hmm. sneakers. They they come in a box that looks like the the beignet mix. Oh, okay, okay. that's pretty sweet. Um, the shoes are sweet, but are they covered in powdered sugar? They are. Son of a bitch! That's the big are. powdered sugar got to them too, huh? They are, and Bastards. I'm not, and I'm not letting go of those for under six hundred. Now, yeah. it, there's probably one person out there that'll ever buy those. But um, when they're ready, they'll find Frank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably, I think I might be the only one listing them at the moment. It's like, it's a super rare sneaker. Dude, okay. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's what they look like. Hold on. Oh, shit. Okay, those are fucking badass. And then the powdered su- sugar is like I real s- light on there. Wow. Okay, well, it's yeah. not completely covered. You're not going to get that on your fingers when you tie the No, sugar. but they're sick. But like everybody else is listing them for, the, the, the problem with resale is people don't know what they have. Yeah. And they'll go through and, List stuff for like twelve hundred dollars, and it's got no, inf- no, no, not even that. I, I'd be it'd be better if they did that. They they would like <laughs> okay. So the way this industry works, and it, especially with watches and stuff that you know these kids buy, they use their parents' credit cards, and then the the dad's like, "You got to get rid of this shit. We got to pay off that card." You know, I'm not paying for you to hold an inventory here. Yeah, 
And inevitably, they just have to accept bids. And the, the bids are going to be higher, right? Because what does this cost retail? What, the, the watch? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's like the, those limited edition sneakers. They're not in production. No, but what, what did it cost? Oh, uh, probably under well under $200. Okay. Well, I mean, new. So, so it probably sold 150 Okay. So this person's losing money mm-hmm. selling it for 137 Yeah. Um, right now, the highest bid on it is 116 because it's a sell this item for 116 Yeah. Okay. So if you go in and you put down 120 you're probably going to get it. Uh, you, you'll get to buy it. Um, it's it's just the resale StockX goat. It's it's a game. Like yeah. you have to know what you're trying to buy. You have to understand how that system works. Every Saturday, new releases come out, um, especially with stuff like Supreme. Supreme, the first drop is next week, and they'll drop for like twelve weeks. Okay, and it's all crap. Like yeah. fucking Supreme is just crap, and. <clears throat> these kids will go out and look for certain items that they know <clears throat> Supreme collectors want. Yeah. Right. So like if Supreme does a collaboration with Spalding, they want the basketball. Yeah. Right. Um, if they do a collaboration with, let's say Tony Hawk at some point, they're doing the, deck. they want the deck. Yeah. Like they want the skateboard deck. So th- the kids are smart. They go out, they buy this shit with their sneaker bots. And, <laughs> and like how you swallow it, sneaker bots. Yeah, <clears throat> and they end up, they end up uh, relisting it, and some of them eat each other alive yeah. because they have to pay the credit card off. Yeah, and everybody else is like, "Well, I don't have to. You know, I could just check this beauty out. Do it whenever. Yeah, that's nice, dude. It's fucking so, so, gorgeous. <laughs> I fucking love. Yeah. That so shit. let's let's quickly just discuss, right? So. G-Shock, for those who might have, I'm sure everybody's seen a G-Shock. Yeah. Um, but they they now have like digital shit in them. Well, analog shit because they've been purely digital up to this point. Uh, but it, in like 2012, they introduced the analog digital versions of the G-Shock. Which okay, yeah, it's fucking sick. That's true. That's true. Sorry. Yes, you're right. They used to be all digital. So they now have this like combination. Um, plus, you get your your uh, day of the week Dude. timer on the on okay. the left. Okay, so I, yeah. I don't remember them. Th- that used to be digital at the bottom, didn't yep. it? Or was okay, it not part of it. it Do the different different uh, models had different complications, but they were all digital. So this one that Frank is talking about is uh, from Japan only. Uh, it's a like purple bezel with blue hour markers and a black face, but um, not only does it have you know the twelve the the twelve hour markers and the two hour minute hands, it's got a little digital screen on the bottom right between three and six that shows uh, like stopwatch times. It also shows your uh, alarm as well as different time zones, <clears throat> and then it also has a complication at the nine o'clock that shows day of the week, which is fucking sick because not only does it a little ticker that points to the day of the week, it also lights up what day of the week it's pointing to in uh, pink. So mm-hmm. it fucking stands out. And what's really cool about this, Frank, is at Saturday night at 11.59, when it ticks over to Sunday at midnight, that little fucking complication goes and just ticks all the way back up to Sunday. It's goddamn sick when you see this shit in action. But it's mm-hmm. one of the beauties of, like, I... 
this is the level of nerddom that I'm going into with watches is the fucking simple complications that are so hard to replicate, but are work so well. And it's goddamn beautiful. This is the red one that I was talking about, by the way. It, like I said, people go. Oh, that's a nice for one. It. Yeah. I bet people have, they modified the yeah. inner dial to be white or pink. Uh, they have not yet, not that I've seen, but you see what the suggested piece is here is the, oh, yeah. the Casio. Uh, oh, because you can exchange the parts. Uh-huh. You can basically, you take the outside bezel off and you insert you insert the uh, the watch dial inside here. Mm-hmm. So this is what I wanted to do originally, which this is also a Japanese import. It's a black dial, white hour markers, white hands uh, set inside a stainless case. That was what I wanted to do. And then I saw the what the red face looked like in there, and my God, it's sexy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now you see like, and these are all this is this is a Royal Oak Audemars Piguet uh, like setting that it's set in. And uh, for those listening at home, uh, the AP Royal Oak, um, same AP that Jay Z has said his Audemars keeps losing time, but his Rollies don't TikTok. Let's talk about an Audemars PK Royal Oak uh, that runs right now retail at $30,000. <laughs> and that's like on the low end because when you start skeletonizing it or making it like see-through, you can see the movements behind the face of the watch, like the ones that Jay-Z wears. Those get into the $120,000 mark, like starting. And it's fucking insane. Uh, but anyway, yeah. very like, I don't know. It's the shit like that. Like I'm not, I'm not into dropping more than I would pay on a fucking car on a watch. That's to me, that's silly. But if I can get something that is very unique and to my, if through my research, no, so, I've so, not okay, found. Okay, let's, let's put it this way. If you had the ability to buy a collector's item, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about back in the day, these people coming back from Vietnam that bought Rolexes for 600 bucks and half the fucking pristine paperwork and shit. Yeah. You know, I would buy that. Yeah. Because I know for a fact that's one of maybe five in the world. Well, you're getting to what I, um, why I want to do what I want to do. So these, uh, those custom oak uh, pieces, um, the stainless faces and stainless bracelets and everything um, that people are modifying their Casio GA2100s with. To my research across the internet of watch nerds everywhere, which, I mean, I feel like customizing G-Shock watches, pretty watch nerd shit. Mm-hmm. No one has done the GA2100 Hidden Coast blue blue face, white hands, uh, Royal Oak, like, mod kit. I've not seen it yet. And I want a one-of-one watch that makes me very happy that I can wear while watching Chelsea matches and be fucking one-of-one. That's what I'm here for. It's funny, right? Like, I, I mean, I collect sneakers. I haven't bought a pair in quite some time because you've had some other shit going on you've got well uh, not just that i haven't been a fan of anything coming out like there's 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 so many drops now like this weekend there's a a jordan one uh essentially it's a reverse royal where they take the toe box and everything that is supposed to be white and they turn it black okay and that's just uh i mean i don't like a black sneaker so yeah, it takes a certain, it's a certain aesthetic yeah, for a black. So they sneaker. have all this hype around the sneaker, and I'm like, dude, you're just trying to hype up a colorway that is kind of like the colorway that people actually want. 
Yeah. It's like when they release the black and red Jordan ones, but they don't release the Chicago version of it. Yeah. Okay. And it's like close, but no, I don't want that. Like it's not, it's not the Chicago. Now, if Nike were smart, they would release a Jordan one Chicago this year, unannounced shock, drop it. That's the most sought after Jordan period. Okay. If they release a Chicago, you should buy it. Like, even if you pay a little bit of resale on it, that sneaker never releases and only goes up in value. If, like, the original Chicago with a little bit of, well, not a little bit, a lot of wear on it, just recently sold for, like, 200 grand. Holy shit. Like, that that sneaker is very, very rare. Yeah. Um, And if they do re- kind of re-release it um it'll be limited too they just don't release them in, in massive pairs the closest we've had and i literally am i i could have gotten that sneaker i i woke up hit snooze and then i was like oh shit it's the drop and i fucking was too late um the, when spider-man came out mm-hmm. the uh animated spider-man right 2018 whatever they released a sneaker alongside it and it is a badass jordan one and i slept through the release and that was a first come first serve which i always hit and back then you could you could pretty much guarantee because there weren't that many people doing it and uh yeah i missed that one now i don't even know i don't want to know what that thing is going for spider-man jordan Let's see here. We're looking at yeah, eight hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Jesus for Christ. any size. So if I'm looking for my size, I guarantee you it's upwards of twelve hundred bucks. You know what's funny? Like <clears throat> we're talking about something that if we were like when we were younger, if you'd have told us that like a, a fucking comic book release collaboration was gonna yield that type of like uh fanfare and fucking price, we'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. we just seriously get the fuck out of here. However, I, let me see the, oh, that's fucking cool. So that's the Chicago colorway. That's a okay. good looking shoe. It's a great sneaker. <laughs> like, like but still, it would it suck. It would suck not shoe. to be able to wear that shoe. Like, mm. be, I say not be able to wear that but shoe. I, if like, I bought it, if I bought it retail, I would have worn it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those shoes that I just, like, I love the colorway. There's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, um, I mean it's a it's a fucking. It's like this shoe. I'll send you. There, there's a Jordan One Rookie of the Year. I own this shoe. Um, again, it came out. No one wanted it. This shoe is now eight hundred dollars new. I've already worn mine a couple times, so it's not worth that amount. Yeah, but I could comfortably sell this back for what I bought it for. I've since kind of stopped wearing it because it just keeps going up in value. Well, I, I was going to say once you know what you're yeah. wearing, it kind of sucks the fun out of it. No, I find a different th- shoe. Though. But I, I was like, going to say, a- that's that's the beauty of having a collection that's, that you have more to pick from. That is not yeah. your only shoe to wear. So this no, is... No, if someone came to you and said, your Chelsea, whatever, G-Shock is now worth $700, like, okay, yeah, maybe we don't wear that every Chelsea match. Yeah. You know, um, well, I'm out smoking a cigar out in the garage, but yeah. like, I'm still, I'd still rock the fuck out of it. Uh, so I, when I say uh, comic book release... So this is the Audemars PK Black Panther release. 
Oh, Jesus. That's a great looking watch. It's fucking amazing. Like when you look at it, the complications are absolutely insane. Like it's got a turbulent, turbulent, fucking, it's got some shit in the middle of it that moves that you can see. Okay. Uh, but it is five, it's sold for $5.2 million. (laughs) Hold on. Wait, scroll up real quick. Different to the $160,000 version. Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing is the oh, the regular shit. version is 160 grand starting. Yeah. Not to mention well, the fact that there was only like a hundred of them made or fifty of them made something. Yeah, crazy. you know, so that's that's like the that's um, the face. The yeah, that's sick. The Patek Philippe mm-hmm. Tiffany that just released that was invite only. Yep. Okay. Oh, that oh. that shit is such a level of like. Those people will never sell that shit. No. Well, what's wild and is they have zero interest in, like, to them, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I have it. They'll never wear it. It's the same. Um, those are the same people who buy all the Ferraris they need to buy so that they can buy the next Enzo release. So the La Ferrari release that, like, exactly. They're paying a million dollars for a car that is immediately worth 12 million. Just by them the, owning it, it's the only yeah. like they, they'll own the shit that only goes up in value when you take it off the lot. I, and it's 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 funny to me because like I have when I buy a shoe, I actually have to like it. Right. I there's a lot of shoes that I could have bought. Like uh, Nike has once a year they release these concept shoes, and th- they only release like three thousand pairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these things, like you said, they instantly double in value, triple in value. I've not one of these shoes has been like, oh, Frank, you know, you'd wear that, or you know, you whipping that out, people would be like, oh yeah, that's a cool shoe. Yeah. So I just don't buy it. And yeah. there's so many people who just like, I guess they chase the, the clout. I, I mean, I chase what I like. I like Jordan 1s. I know that. I like Air Maxes. I like Jordan 3s. I like Jordan 5s. That's what I buy. Yeah. Okay? That's it. The Saucony bit, I thought the box was cool as hell. <laughs> I thought the shoe looked cool. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not a Saucony collector. Like, I just like that shoe. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the part to me that's just always strange. It's, and you'll find it in watches, too. Like, oh, yeah. These people just go out and hoard shit. And yep. you're like, okay, there's a bit bit of a difference between you know purchasing what you enjoy and what you like versus hoarding shit like i've got a a pair of uh off white jordan 5s because they made one yeah um, <laughs> cuz it exists <laughs> the, well they made two of them i i've got the yellow pair they've got a gray pair which is a little bit better but it's fine weird that they're both called off white <laughs> i'm kidding i'm i'm kidding <laughs> Um, but like that pair, I I will just have that pair. I'm not going to wear them. I'll probably shrink wrap them here soon. I, there's no way I can wear this shoe. Right. Uh, but it's a cool shoe. Um, so some, some shoes I'll buy not being able to wear them, but I think they're neat. Other shoes I see and I'm like, I can't wear that. And they're not neat. (laughs) And they're (laughs) not neat. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even justify buying them, much less wear them. Yeah. Um, no, so in, in any case, enough shoe talk, enough ir- watch talk. Irregardless, I think is what they say. No. Yeah, so, so irregardless, you, you look for look for Brian on the gram posing with his fucking uh, GA2100HC-2A. 
the blue yeah, oh God, skeleton. Man, I, you can't miss the 2A. Well, the 2A is, okay, to really fucking nerd that out on you. the colorway? No, that is, so the 2100HC is the colorway, so that's the Hidden Coast. Okay. It's blue on blue. The 2A is the jelly, the jellyfish resin, the skeletonized oh. uh, cover over it, which will have to be taken off to put the... Uh, it's just that oak. that that's the one design choice on that watch that I just don't like. Well, and that's why. Oh, well, if you really want to know, Frank, the the band, the the bracelet, the fucking strap, is a translucent blue. So it is fucking garbage as well. It looks mm-hmm. terrible. Which I'm hoping more people catch on to, and they're like, "Yeah, I want nothing to do with it." But because it's a G Shock, it's got a carbon core surrounding the fucking movement and all the complications, and little known fact it's got mineral glass on the as the uh, face not Mm -hmm. a uh, not a resin which is common on g-shocks so but with all that it still retains the g-shock uh rating of like 35 g's or whatever it is and still will keep moving so it's real nerd shit that i'm dealing with frank real nerd shit no it's fair dude i mean uh, when you anybody who finds a hobby or something that they enjoy collecting it's cool like i i I, honestly it's um it's more entertaining to watch shit like that or to hunt for shit like that than i mean there's a lot to be to be said for it like it's rare that you're gonna get unboxings and shit same bro uh so it's rare that you're whatever you want it's that's what i do sometimes (laughs) it's rare that you're going to find somebody like while you're wearing this item somebody out in the wild that is like what the fuck is that that's badass however the first week that i had my invicta pro diver uh automatic watch two different people stopped me and they were like what watch is that and I told him, I was like, oh, it's just a cheap Invicta. I want to see if I can get used to wearing an automatic watch and you know, see how it goes. And I wanted something inexpensive but classy looking. And they're like, oh, it looks badass. And they're like diving it, like fucking going deep and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. But then I wear something that is legitimately badass. Like, mm-hmm. So I have a, a fossil watch that my wife gave me. When you hear fossil watch, you're like, yeah, whatever. Um, but this one is unique in that it is a rose gold with a blue face, chronograph, on a blue leather strap that I then put rose gold matching uh, deployant clasp. So I don't fuck up the strap It is a one of one watch now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it looks fucking amazing. Now the only person who has ever fucking mentioned anything about this watch to me is the owner of my company. And the one thing that I will say about this man is he's the only person who I've ever seen <laughs> where uh, on back to back back, back back days a fucking tag normal just everyday wear oh this is what i this is what i throw on when i'm going to the gym a tag hour watch mm-hmm. followed by a rolex oyster flex uh and a rolex day date which is aka like what they refer to as the presidential um mm-hmm. then an omega Speedmaster <laughs> on back to back to back days okay four different days four different watches all of them well over fucking four grand each yeah, but you know, so and he's the only one, by the way, only one who's called out the fucking badassness of my fossil watch, which is my my pride and joy at the moment because it is so it's classy it's as fuck, watch. and I know that it will always work. Like that's the other thing; it's a quartz watch. It'll fucking run until I replace the battery, and it'll run until I replace four more batteries until the quartz dies, mm-hmm. which will be by the time my kid is in college. So yeah, you know, it's so. Do you have a watch box yet? I do. Well, I've got a watch. Um, 
a hanger in my closet. Got it. I don't, because I only have one automatic watch. I haven't found the, I haven't met that threshold of like, yeah, no, I need an automatic watch winder or I need a watch box that moves the watch around and keeps time. I just, every morning and every afternoon I go in, if, if if I haven't worn my automatic, I go in, wind it 30 times, put it back up on the hanger with the rest of the watches. Now it's, Frank, yeah, that's a, I, I will say that's more maintenance than sneakers. It, well, I, I get it. I it's get it. also one of those things like I have my kit now, my yeah. cleaning and repair kit, because oh, you 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 know how I am when I get into hobbies and shit. Like I'll no, fucking get, tink, I'll fucking tinker. I'll tinker the sure. fuck out of this thing. <laughs> so like I'm I'm now my next after I pick up the Cassioke and and do my modifications there. My next piece is to refurbish my relic that my wife and her family gave me 15 years ago now, which is wild to think about. Like, but this Christmas, it will have been 15 years that I've had this relic watch that I also have received nothing but compliments on because yeah. it looks fucking class. But because it's a, a a fossil brand, it will fucking run forever. The only thing that has happened is over the 15 years of wearing it, doing hard fucking labor sometimes. I have a chip taken out of the quartz and it's compromised mm-hmm. the internal workings because I saw, uh, I saw some condensation pop up on the inside of the glass and that's the last time I wore it. And that was about a year and a half ago, two years ago at this point, but it's still working, works just fine. So my next, my next, uh, deal will be finishing that. So popping out the glass, putting in some new, uh, some new crystal there and, uh, doing some basic maintenance on the watch movement. Because like yeah. you said, Frank, you'll watch unboxings. Frank, I've watched hours, and I mean fucking hours, of people refinishing and re- refurbishing watches. I've yeah. I've watched. I joined Watch Gang. I'm fucking embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> now you know what's a good resource for watches and shit is Reddit. Reddit. Oh has yeah, a really big watch community. Reddit um, is Reddit's been helpful. They're the ones who turned me on to the Cassioc mods. Yeah, Reddit, Reddit sneaker, not good. Uh, Reddit watch, I've I've been down that rabbit hole a couple times. It just, you know, sometimes reading up on stuff. Uh, their watch communities are very good. What's um, What's cool about them is they're regular folk, like they're people who yeah, like, and, and it's it's like if if you have a problem, like you have a a, a chipped face on one of your watches. Yep. It's like guys, I need to get this fixed. Do I go back? So, for instance, if you own a Rolex. They always say go back to the Rolex store. Yep. Now, I don't know if anybody knows, but a watch face for a Rolex is about eight hundred bucks. So, if and that's the markup. So if yeah. you if you have someone that works at a Rolex store that gets you an appointment as a friends and family, you only pay like one hundred and fifty dollars for that fix. So, that's the type of shit that they they sometimes are willing to do for people in that community. Cause it's not huge. Yeah. It's like I, it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, man, it's like you're building community. And I think the key is, is spend what you can don't spend too much. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a cool hobby. Um, as with any hobby, you know, maintain it as such, like some people get too deep into it. Like, you're not you're not gonna if you make money on it long term, cool. If you don't, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, get your enjoyment out of it. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of the key. I mean, it, in the end, you know, I'll have more joy here and 
a year or two buying sneakers for my kid than I will buying them for me. So right, it's it, like you'll you'll get to a point where you have your watches that you wanted, and you'll set, and it'll take quite a bit for you to go purchase another one, right? And th- that's that's kind of how it works. Like it's not you're like, oh Brian, I got quite a few watches. <laughs> Maybe I don't need another one. I mean, yeah, right now uh, I have... That's like, I'm now getting very picky with the sneakers I buy because I have yeah. so many. Yep. And I'm like, you know, this is an interesting pair. That's not interesting to me. Like, I've seen an Air Max look like that seven, eight, nine times. Yep. And that's... Um, that's So, Frank, that's where I was and actually what set me off on this journey. So, this Christmas, I got a watch from my wife's family in San Antonio. And it's a good-looking watch. It is. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it is what they call like a, a, a designer watch, which means a yeah. fashion designer paid a company. In this Some case, company put their brand on it. In yeah. this case, they it's fossil. It is a fucking fossil watch because it looks identical to my badass fossil watch that I have. Um, like everything is identical on this thing. It's but it's too big. It's one of those yeah. things. Like like I, I realize like something feels weird about this. And what took me down this was like, hey, how big is too big of a watch to wear? And then that's when I found the uh, like 70-30 rule, which is you're not supposed to cover more than 70% of the flat part of your wrist with the crown of your watch, which is or lug of your watch, lug to lug, shouldn't cover more than 70% of your wrist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why didn't I know about this? And I start looking in and I realized like, okay, the watch that you have like I, I fucking uncovered the shit that you should never uncover with like uh, meaningless things. You know what I mean? Like uh, fashion mm-hmm. shit or whatever. But now I look at every watch that I own and I'm like, well, the fucking second hand doesn't click right on the hour markers. Like it's not finished correctly. Or uh, the <laughs> the band doesn't fit correctly between the lugs. But it that's, just... Okay. So I think you, you, this is more of a PSA. Like, oh, yeah. That's what it turns into. And you're buying Burberry watches, Burberry freaking it's it's, sunglasses, all that shit. It's pretty shit. Really poorly made. Yeah. Um, You should not purchase those things. The 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 easy one to look at are like all those uh, what they call like fast fast fashion watches, like Vincero Mm -hmm. movement. All these watches that you can literally find the exact same thing on AliExpress for Mark Jacobs is renowned for Mm -hmm. Michael Coors is the one that I received, which is a great again. Great looking it's a great watch. brand, but it's not a good watch. It's not a, it's not when you compare it to something that is a third of the price, but works the yeah. exact same. You're like, what? Well, how good is this watch? So, so yeah, that's that's a PSA. D- don't buy, don't buy designer, fashion, don't buy, don't buy fashion brand designer watch, buy watch company watches. Like, yeah. if you're gonna go spend three to four hundred bucks on a watch, go buy a Seiko. Yep, buy a good Timex. You know, Dude. I think even entry level Omegas can go for that amount. Like, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I so the the big watches that I'm looking for or looking to purchase in the future. There's a Seiko watch. There's an Orient watch, which Orient gets kind of a bad rap, but it is a Seiko movement on the inside, and the designs are fucking class, fucking class. Yeah, Seiko, yeah, well, Seiko, Orient. I haven't seen Orient, but Japanese watchmakers make some really fucking slick looking watches. Frank, go. They're minimalistic as hell. Go look up Seiko Presage, P R E S A G E, 
Yeah. And they are some of the fucking clean. They have a cocktail. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're super, super uh, minimalistic. They have a cocktail lineup that is just fucking out of this world. Uh, it, fucking amazing. And they're all under like $300, I think. Yeah. Uh, three, 400 bucks. Uh, but they're all classy as shit. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, and, and and you're buying you're buying a mass-produced watch mm-hmm. that is unique, a in in that you know they have so many different combinations of yeah colors and dials and whatnot, but um mostly they have movements that work forever, for decades. Like you are not you are not like the the, the Seiko Kinetic line, literally. I don't know that they invented it, but they were one of the first mass produced um, kinetic watch companies Mm -hmm. or watch dials or whatever. And I, I know people in my family who bought them. They still run. Like there's not, there's nothing about that dial that is degraded. You don't add batteries to it. So yeah, I mean, it's sorry. We went, we went deep into watch talk. Uh, but I, like, if it, honestly, it feels like I went to a therapy session tonight, folks. Yeah. I, I really appreciate this because when I start talking to Mrs. Brian about it, she zones completely out. And now, then, you know, I, I, and I can understand why people do that too. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. No, I think, trust me. I, I think it. I just have a, an appreciation as do you, and I know Willem does, and Parker as well. Like, some of these things take some real craft, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're talking about the Air Max One and Tinker Hatfield like made the shoe, right? Like, that's impressive. It is impressive to come up with a brand new looking shoe. Yeah, go sit down and try it. Literally, (laughs) just go try it. It's like it's like when people shit on people who who like write music, right? You might not like their voice, but they write bangers, and that's very difficult. Yeah, like. I don't. I don't care if you like the music. I don't care if you like their voice. Look at that chart. Like that is a very difficult thing to do. Go try to do it. If you want to shit on them, go do it. You know what? You know that that can take us right into like shitting on podcasts. If you want to shit on a podcast, you go try to do it. But you know what? We've That's been true. doing this one for six goddamn yeah, years. You're not gonna find a better one. Not at all. Um, so um well it kind of leads me into things that we should be shitting on more often okay okay um and i I know i sent this through the 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 telegram thread but um i there there is a special place in hell for the folks Hmm. who take carts oh god here we go and don't return them to the goddamn corrals your no. your oh. example of this is fucking lunacy. I've never seen anything quite this bad. Reckless. Yeah, it's okay. psychotic. There's I, not even a parking spot to be seen around no, this it's fucking in the car. Of the drive. Yeah, it's in the roadway. Yeah. So so, and that set me over the top. Obviously, as well. Right? Like as, as a person who already is very annoyed by this shit. So we've got this parking lot over by our HEB here in Buda. That is not a good parking lot. It's not set up well. It's uh, several fairly large establishments, right? So you got an HEB, there's a Domino's, there's a Twin Liquors. Anybody who's driven in Texas has seen this parking lot. It's fast. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. It's a tiny parking it's lot. It's fast with- food, grocery, strip mall parking, all combined into one lot. 
when there's a gas station like, weaseled in there somewhere. Yeah, and like and like real businesses. You're not yeah. talking about like mom and pop. You're like, no, this is Twin Liquors. Between the hours of five and seven, they are busy They're as fuck. Hopping. Yeah. H E B. Between the hours of five and seven, they are also busy as fuck. This is a Domino's. They're just busy. So, you know, like you have all this shit just weaseled into that one corner and inevitably you've got to park in front of the dominoes and hike your ass, I don't know, a tenth of a mile down the street. And it it never ceases to amaze me how many people have zero shame in unloading their groceries from that cart, <laughs> which they needed, right? Because they bought half of H-E-B, whatever. And then just right next to their car, leave that motherfucker and drive off. The, the one that you're, that you mentioned, it looked like they unloaded everything out of their car and they just yeeted that fucking car into the <laughs> middle the of the, in the middle of the driveway. There's like, fuck it. I don't care. And they got in, they put it in drive and wreaked chaos all the way home. I <laughs> couldn't believe it. Like that specific one had me, had me fuming. But yeah, if, 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 if we want to talk about, folks that deserve whatever is coming their way i i don't it is it says a lot about a person it does dude if like, you want how much do you believe in this social contract that we all hold here's what's up i i yelled at a dude one day not for the reason you think uh i did the old papa wheelie put the cart up on the curb and just said mm-hmm. fuck it like i gotta get out of here this dude go looked at me and goes really right next to my car i go go fuck yourself and got in my car and left now, the reason for that, because this asshole spoke before he fucking thought. Reason I did that is because the where I parked was the only place that I could park. It was out in the middle mm-hmm. of the fucking boonies at, and Kro- at Kroger, and I had my kid in the car. Yeah. Exactly right. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. I, I don't give a fuck. And this dude had an Audi. It was a decent Audi. It wasn't like it was a goddamn R8 V10 with carbon fiber all over it. You can go fuck yourself. You got an Audi S8. Shut the fuck up. Or whatever. It was oh, like God. R6 or whatever the fuck. Give a shit. What the <laughs> fuck? It was on the opposite side. of. The, I didn't like jam it next to the driver's door. and was like, no, no, did the double enough, birds and walked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't super windy. I, like, no, I just had my kid in the car. I'm not yeah. fucking walking fair, fair all enough. the way down. But, but but you still responsibly get told him to go fuck said, himself. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, no. no, you put you put said cart in the spot where yes. it cannot cause harm. Now, right. granted, not the ideal spot. No, right. But you still had that moment of reflection of being like, you know, I should put this in a spot that it can't move. It's not going to do all the other fucking shit. Yeah. This yeah, guy, the person that you're talking about, chose chaos. Fucking first thing off the bat. Was and, also, and, and, and you no, sent that on like I a. Also, I also sat there and thought about your scenario. I was like, okay, if you have the kid, you know, I understand, but I, I will never understand the putting it in a black top. Yeah, no flat. Like I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, your kid might be in the car. Maybe you shouldn't load the kid in the car if the closest grass is like, like there are decisions to be made yeah. here. And you need to be sure that this cart isn't going to cause fucking havoc in this parking lot. Oh, yeah. Because what few people might not know is that little sign that's at the top of the fucking light pole in a parking lot says we are not responsible for damages caused by carts. And if you are the motherfucker putting the cart out and driving off, we don't 
you're not responsible for it. No one's responsible. So my insurance company is just going to be like, oh, fuck, fuck it. You yourself. got a dent. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, dude. Okay. So. It's just irresponsible. Like, when, it's so dumb. When I worked at Home Depot years ago. Okay. I was a lot porter, AKA cart pusher. Me as well. Cement loader. Yeah. No, you Walked bought, off the job. I was going to say, I we did Walmart it for Walmart union before anybody thought of it. Uh, yeah. Before it was really <laughs> a thing because they told you to not come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I told them I'd like to collective bargain my way back into this business. <laughs> and they told you to get fucked. And you're like, all right, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll take my paycheck. <laughs> Here's your $3. Uh, no, so uh, when I was a, a lot porter I um, uh, at Home Depot, there was a quite a summer storm that came through uh, central Oklahoma. Okay, And it was a bit windy. And carts were started blowing around the flat blacktop of Home Depot in Norman, Oklahoma. I got to watch firsthand as a lumber cart, you know those heavy-ass orange ones that uh, have some weight to them, blew across the parking lot only to smash fucking flat into the side of the beautiful darkness, a.k.a. my 1999 Pontiac Grand Prix GT. Just fucking wrecked it. And I couldn't do anything about it. I could just watch it all happen. And uh, had to sit there with Gretchen, the hot chick from the fucking garden department, and uh, Rachel, the Wiccan girl who wanted to blow me. It was a fucking, it was really a time to be alive at that uh, Norman Home Depot. Um, yeah, they were like, oh my God, Brian, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I was like, yeah, yeah, not all fucking. I guess there's nothing we could do about it now that that's happened. But here we are. Yeah. From that point on, I had major respect for both Wiccans and carts that were left out flat in open parking lots. So, okay, okay. <laughs> have you heard that story before? I, I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's told with the exact uh, uh, sort of pizzazz as an episode of uh, what's that wonder store or superstore oh yeah yeah no that's exactly what happened i was i could have been a writer for superstore with the shit that happened at home depot and no, staples the, the cart pusher and superstore is also in love with some lady in the fucking mm. paint department or mm. something like it's great yeah no well, hey um, trust me we, yeah, oh, dude, dude. you know okay no no you know the funniest shit okay cart pushing might be the most intense job of that whole <laughs> door. Okay. Dude, I I I, brought, I was brought right back to it this Sunday when I went grocery shopping. I went grocery shopping. There were no fucking carts. Yeah. And I was literally standing. I was like, well, I could go out and grab a cart, but I see this guy bringing in with a powered cart like fucking the Zoomer God, that he is. Yeah, this piece of shit. I Back in my day, I had to manually push him in. That's true. This guy can only do about 30 at a time. This dude comes waltzing in, and everybody is just creaming their jeans over this guy. Mm -hmm. Thank God he's here. Walking next to the power cart mover. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I remember I almost gave myself goddamn hemorrhoids and a hernia one day Uh in a windstorm trying to push more than 15 Home Depot carts. Oh, yeah. That's essentially like putting a fucking F 250 on your back and doing power squats. That's true. That's true. Sons of bitches. So, so, so you end up, you know, Going through that motion where you're trying to, you know, get other carts and whatnot. Yeah. But inevitably, the cart crew, they're seen as the lessers oh, in the store. The, okay. They are below the dirt on the bottom of the totem pole. 
and, and I never understood it because I took the job to get a workout, literally. Like, I, that's why I did yeah, it. You did that. I did that to get a paycheck. But yeah, okay. yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, so in I'm, any case, I did paycheck, workout, didn't really matter. Yeah, I was still doing one the, the job. same, yeah. Um, I, don't, I was still doing the job. Doing a great job until <laughs> I decided I'm really just doing this for a workout. I need to go to this football game. Six hours into your first shift, you're like, fuck this no, noise. No, it was my first shift. It Third? was months into it. Okay. No, a couple months. <laughs> um, but I have to go to the, this the, football the, the game. Sheer, <laughs> like, no, I mean, <laughs> like, they treat the cart pushers as though. You just got out of the penitentiary. Oh, yeah. It's no, like, you're a fucking red dot on a pedophile map, and they're like, hey, shut up, pushy. Go the get fuck some back cards. out there. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like my redemption happened this week at the HEB <laughs> because there was a fucking cashier at HEB. Which I know probably treats the car people like that. Oh, shit. they fucking yeah. look so far down their noses at exactly. the car folk. They're like, oh, you're just a cardie. <laughs> they call him pushy. Hey, pushy. Yeah. You fuck out of here. Teeth. Um, so I, I'm standing in line, and there's an old fellow ahead of me. Like He's probably in his 80s. And he's, he's buying, I don't know, like a six-pack of beer and uh, something else. The total comes out to... Seven dollars and thirty nine cents. Okay, I can tell and, you bought Lone Star or a couple singles and whatever. Yeah, else. no, it was a couple, couple like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like seven, seven thirty nine. He gives her a twenty. Okay, now it doesn't take a genius, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve dollars and some change. Okay, is what she's supposed to be giving him. Now, genius over here, who. <laughs> later come to find out doesn't know math um turns off her cash drawer what (laughs) okay she she signs out of her terminal as this dude is giving her money now she's stuck with an open cash drawer having to calculate the change okay (laughs) and he goes oh i got 39 cents if you need it and she goes no no it's okay (laughs) oh fuck it's not okay it's clearly not okay for her for her to get the 61 cents as the other, you no, know, the, the roundup part of the change. Yeah. Um, it took about three minutes and it was a back and forth of like, ma'am, I've got the 39 cents. And, and she goes, no, it's okay. It's okay. And then eventually he's just like, here's the 39 cents. And she goes, okay, okay, that's fine. And she takes it. <laughs> then she hands this motherfucker $13. Wait, that's right. Yeah. No, it's not. She he handed her twenty thirty nine. He handed her twenty dollars and thirty nine cents. No 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 sorry 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 sorry. Back it up. <laughs> he handed no sorry. He handed her seven dollars. No sorry twenty dollars. Uh-huh. It was seven thirty nine. Yeah. Then I'm sorry. He did not hand her the thirty nine cents. <laughs> she eventually handed him no. She eventually handed him sixty one cents back. Okay. This is what happened. And, Sorry. Yeah. This is what happened. So she handed him 61 cents back. Then this was after I think he she handed him 51 cents because he said, oh, no, that's Jesus 10 cents Christ. short. So then she handed him 61. <laughs> but then it was 1261, which is the correct change, right? Then he said, no, I, it actually is supposed to be 13. 
Oh, he's fucking with her now? <laughs> she gave him another dollar. He's no like, questions asked. She didn't even do the math. She he's like, like well, if that's the case, it's actually 15. <laughs> yeah, she mailed it in. Like, that was my redemption this week. Because uh, I was sitting there and I was like... Dude, just the, just the dollar over under thing is hilarious. There was a time when mm. I... Dude, I had a cashier at Staples when I was when I was managing and I would have to close the store like two, three nights a week. And I had a single cashier who would consistently be over Mm -hmm. and like, whatever. I think we had a variance of like $3 or something like that. And before we had to document anything, but every fucking time this cashier would work, it was like two fifty over. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? How are you consistently over by more than a dollar? Every shift. I'm like, and I went to my man, the store manager about it. I'm like, listen, I got no fucking qualms here because I don't have to write it. I don't have to document anything, but this is, she's consistently wrong. Yep. And he was like, yeah, I noticed that too. It was like, are we never going to fucking address that? He's like, she's always over. I don't care. I was <laughs> really should start caring because uh, every shift she's over, she works fucking five days a week. And it's at least $10 every week that she's over. <laughs> like, but see, that's, that's the thing is like the, the, I guess I'm just trying to break down the patriarchy. Oh yeah, no, I pff, trust me. It's as, I, my as name's as, not on my name's not Brian Staples. Just so yeah, you know, like, I don't give as, a shit. As an individual who was a cart man, cart person, let's call it yeah. appropriately, pushy, um, a cart person, <laughs> we got shit on so often Bro. at these stores. Let me tell cashier. you right now. So you when were, I see a cashier fuck, fuck up, it just brings a smile to my face. You were it's working like, the wrong cart gang, man, because Home Depot cart boy, <laughs> cart person. Bro, I had an old man reach into my apron and drop a 20 on me after loading oh. up his fence, his uh, prefab yeah, well, I fence. I didn't have the choice to work at the Home Depot in Stillwater. Well, you that's your problem, man. I pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make your own Home Depot. (laughs) First off, get the Home Depot to open up something and still walk. Yeah, bootstraps. I don't know what you what part of this you don't get. Anyway. The lows over there was so fucking shitty. I had the old man grope me and drop a twenty in my in my apron. I had the creepy mother daughter duo watch me load up their car with concrete and tip me one morning. Okay, hey, can we can we discuss this loading in at, yeah. at fucking uh, absolutely these hardware stores, because why why do so many people come with Subaru Outbacks? Uh, well, to purchase flagstone or to purchase patio stones? Well, and S- not just one. Oh, also, like, I'm redoing my entire patio, and you're going to load that shit in the back of this Outback. Chevy S10s. <laughs> Chevy S10. I don't know. I didn't even know that they made Chevy S10s anymore. But the last time I went to Lowe's, there was a guy loading in flagstone on the back of his Chevy S10, and I'm like, dude. You can't haul more than like <laughs> ten stones, okay? And he's got it up to the cab level. The fucking yep. the the bumper is dragging on the ground, and he's like, "Yeah, this, this is fine. This is fine." We're gonna take it to the house. I, I want to be honest. Chevy S10 is not the same as a Ford fucking Ranger, okay? They're not the same. No. They're not built the same. The S10, no one is singing. It's a Chevy fucking S10. No, there are only white redneck dudes singing about a Ford fucking Ranger that's that's what it is like they're just built different you can't throw that much weight in the back of a fucking chevy s10 or a subaru outback but yeah people do it all the time matter of fact the sketchiest thing i've ever seen was in a subaru 
it was a dude who decided he wanted to buy some it's, clearance it's carpet. People that are the sketchiest. Honestly. Well, it's not Subaru STI people or WRX Impreza no, people. Talking, they're all normal. The normal Subaru we're talking people. Outback. We're talking the fucking uh, Legacy. Legacy. Oh, oh, the Foresters. Forest. Well, Foresters are getting. Forester a little, people are more like moms. Yeah, they're moms. They're people with partners in life. They like mm-hmm. to go hiking. They're a little more practical, but it's the fucking. It's the Outback. It's the it's the uh, fucking what did I say the legacy people? Mm-hmm. It's the older uh, non branded Subarus, you know the ones that are the so impressive, old. The, the impressive no, folks are weird. Well, the impressive folks are weird to a different reason. They vape hard and they fucking drive around. They also in circles. pretend as though they have sports cars. Well, they are sports That's cars. Awesome to me, they are sports mm-hmm. cars. But I'm talking about the people who drive Impresas that are so old that the badges have fallen off. Oh, those people. Uh, they'll come in and they will buy clearance carpet multi mismatched clearance carpet and they're like redoing the house like i can't see how this is gonna go well for you but you want all of that in your fucking four door cool you're gonna have to sign this waiver because it's not leaving without our fucking clearance of deniability or whatever the fuck get out of here but that's okay so this dude this dude's loaded all this carpet serves to it like ceases to amaze me at this home depot over here how many Outbacks come in and they're like, oh, I'm repatching the lawn. Can you load this sod? Just sod. <laughs> into the back of this Outback. No. Dude, <laughs> you're you're you unfurling know, it in the <laughs> trucks for 20 bucks an hour for this very reason. Now, like, that's how they get you. That's why I bought this Outback. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you could have bought a small truck you for what you're paying. It. What are you doing? You're un- I've honestly, I've, I've never not been amazed by a Subaru driver coming to Home Depot, especially the Outback folks, because well. the Outback is so practical yet impractical. Well, it's practical like, if as long as you're not going to goddamn Home Depot or Lowe's. Like, yeah, but even even still, like it's a hatchback station wagon type <laughs> deal. <laughs> exactly, it's not that, a hatchback. It's also not a station wagon. No, it's, but a, it's type a type deal. deal. <laughs> it's a type deal, and then then. It has all-wheel drive, and it does have ground clearance. Yeah, badass. All things uh, that are badass. Yeah, but then that whole back area, you don't have enough. Like you've got there's not enough, enough height room for or width. No, there's no, you don't have enough. Okay, so you've got four passengers, adults, right? Maybe a kid in the middle. Now, dude, if they're right? driving, if they're driving that, they've got a dog. They have no oh. kids. <laughs> they have at least listen, one dog listen, that here, they here, took. Hear me, out, hear me out, Okay. And you have this massive cargo room. Yeah. Like massive. When outside of your fucking jaunty ass trip to the Home Depot, would you ever load that amount of luggage into the back? Like it, it just is such an impractical, practical. That one time car. we went to Lilla Fair, we had all that <laughs> luggage in there, but that was costume so, changes and fucking so, incense so candles weird. that we burned. The Outback is the oddest car out. Like, Listen, I mean, it's kind it's of. It's not. It's not, and I will say I think the this: Kia, the Kia, the Kia hamster car is pretty fucking hard too. The Soul, yeah, the Soul. Um, um, the Honda Element was pretty strange. I don't even know if they make it still. The but Scion, Scion XB. It makes no sense. You know what's weird about that? I, I could I, stand. Why does Scion even make cars. I, oh, they don't. Fucking, they they fucking went under in 2012. Oh, okay, but I, so I could stand up in the back seat of a Scion XB. Weirdest shit ever. So odd. <laughs> Stand up. I can put my feet on the floor and I can just like duck my head and be standing in the back seat of that car. That's fucking odd. wild. But to me, right? I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's 
when you when, yeah if you if you see a subaru outback pull up to a lowe's some shit's about around. to go down hang around they're about to try something no yeah. one's ever tried can i get some stepping stones yeah sure how many do you need like four or five i need 60 yeah. i need about 60 <laughs> okay. square feet of those bitches okay you need oh, okay. 60 stones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sir we've got a truck over Wait. there you can right now nah, that's how they get you <laughs> <laughs> no 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 Nineteen dollars an hour, sir. Nah, I live. Yeah. I live twenty minutes away. Twenty minutes there, twenty minutes back, and I have to unload in under twenty minutes to get it. But no, no, the no. shocks on this car are gonna cost me seven hundred dollars. I'll just fucking get new ones. <laughs> Why bother? Yeah, I'm gonna blow out the suspension God. on the way home. Don't worry about this. <laughs> like the no, door, I've the never... windows are gonna crack. I'm gonna have this thing so loaded down. <laughs> And the sunroof's going to blow off this bitch. I, I have never not been amazed at, like, the shit that people can load into cars at Home Depot. Dude. It is one of those things that I... I you know what? You know, I'm calling I'm calling out <laughs> the, uh, the Subaru Outback, but I could very well also Honda be talking Civic. about... Nissan Altima folks. Yeah, I was going to say Honda Civic, also Honda Civic irresponsible folks. folk. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. They're way too affordable, and I think that's really where the problem lies. <laughs> too many people... Just, why do people think that they can do this? I think like, what it is... That, like, okay, so patio pavers, the cement ones, mm-hmm. they each weigh about 25, 30 pounds. Easy. Okay? Yeah. All right? Your rear end is supposed to be able to hold... Maybe about 800 to 1,000 pounds of dead weight, okay? Mm-hmm. More than that, you're going to have some trouble over bumps. You start adding 20 or 30 or 40 patio pavers like some of these people are doing. I mean, how do you even leave the parking lot? We'll like, see what I happens just, uh, is people have never opened And they put d- it directly over like the rear half of the bump like the the fucking yeah right over the gas tank yeah no right over the gas tank we need to drag that so you know what's hilarious frank okay so most people don't open the driver's side door of their car and look at the fucking inside panel that literally shows government weight ratings of how much you could how much the passenger compartment of your car should hold this amount of weight do you want to know what the passenger compartment of a let's just say 1999 pontiac grand prix gt uh is supposed to hold do you have any idea all people the passenger compartment okay you're talking about the seats yeah yeah, yeah. not not, not the, the trunk okay. not the trunk uh 1200 pounds that's that's fucking generous that's kind of what i thought it's about 800 pounds because then they what? also figure in that you have extra weight in the back of the car which if you do the quick math that's four 200 pound people in the passenger compartment, which is not crazy. Now, no. when you do that quick math and you think about all the times that Brian designated drove around Stillwater with at least six to six seven people, people in the that, back that of the car. Dangerous, apparently. Uh, well, with an exhaust leak, they'll wonder why, how we got that exhaust okay, leak. Let's just, not even just that. <laughs> Uh, we all could have died. Yeah, well, well, it's, <laughs> we could have died. Boy, we could have died yeah. because of a previous trip that we took in that car where we That's overloaded true. the passenger compartment by about 400 pounds. This is true. <laughs> a football game. Um, yeah, you know, so, so maybe look at that, that badge in your car when you're buying a new one or when you're thinking about loading well, extra if, patio if, pavers. If you, if you buy a truck um, and you don't pay for the correct axle ratio in the back let's let's even one up it if you're a fucking truck dealer and you don't purchase your trucks with the correct axle ratio to be able to tow um 
reasonable amounts of weight, you can go fuck yourself. Um, because y'all are in this competition of advertising 15, 25, 39,000 pound towing capacities. And 78.5% of the trucks you put out there can tow no more than 5,000 pounds. So, yeah, it's a it's a joke. I think I brought it up with Parker last time. But you did, you did. I was yeah. I was going to let you go with it for a little while just to no. make sure that you got it out of your system. I didn't want to cut Sorry, you. Sorry, sometimes you bring it up twice. Yeah. Um, sometimes you bring it up twice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm that passionate about it. Uh, well, sometimes so, you let you let it you let the calls go to voicemail. So, okay. So here's the thing, right? Like, if if something is important enough for a phone call, mm-hmm. just text. Just text. Mm-hmm. is that why you didn't answer it earlier? You bastard! Did you call me, son of a bitch? No, I don't kidding. think you called me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, phone calls are outdated. Okay. Text me. I'll text you back. We can have that. Kind of, if we need to hop on the line, we can hop on the line. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel as though you're going to have much more success texting than playing phone tag. Because texting, you're like, oh, hey, did you get this message? And then the person feels like an asshole versus like, oh, I called you and they forgot to call you back. Brian, I was waiting for the dad joke to come in. Honestly, I was. No, no. Oh, okay. There's no dad joke there. Did I ruin your dad joke with my interjection? Because I felt like I stepped on you. I wasn't looking. No, at you didn't. Screen. There was there was no dad joke. That there was, was the no point joke. of the fucking comment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was it? Wow. Was it? Um, now I'm so, hurt. I'm harmed. I don't know. If no. I so I, th- I think what you wanted to do was tease the six. This is true. Cast. This is true. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're at an hour 36 of this podcast. So we probably should have done this a little bit earlier, but we're here. So we'll tweet about it later. Won't we Frank? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've got a sixth anniversary cast coming up and we know that uh, no beer left behind does nothing except their anniversary cast special. Um, we've had several and like our, I think our third anniversary cast, we, we podcast for like four hours uh, with Frank and Jay here in the in the home studio, the home, home the headquarters studio here, um, where Jay fell asleep under a fucking stone cold Steve Austin blanket, uh, yeah. and then fell asleep again the next day at a brewery. Um, so it was fun. Yeah, and then the, the, the fifth anniversary cast, and we, then he drove home. <laughs> Well, he did drive home. Yeah. Well, he did drove home, but he was definitely sober. I want to make sure. He was, we, uh, but like, but I don't know 11, how he had enough sleep. PM. I'm not sure how yeah. he did that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was Very fucking wild. Napping. Uh, but anyway, our, our anniversary cast have always been special. Uh, I think we did one uh, a couple of years ago that was uh, like eight people on the cast at one time. Uh, we had all the misses mm-hmm. and friends all gathered around the 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 headquarters kitchen island. It was a whole thing. But this year, we're going to do something special. We're going to do some uh, throwbacks, some best ofs, um, where we had everybody, Willem, Parker, Troy, Derek, looking at y'all, everybody submit their favorite bits of the last six years of the podcast, um, which we'll have little clips of uh, that we'll play on the anniversary cast. It's coming up later this week or early next week, depending on how the editing goes. Uh, But in that cast, you can hear some old bits and more importantly, most importantly, some bits that you cannot hear anymore because some of these things are from the elusive first hundred episodes. Yep. Well, I think it was more like the first 50. 
We took down. Yeah, we took yeah, the first 50 episodes. Oh, yeah. That's right, goddammit. Well, no, no, we should probably say the first 69 episodes. There we go. Zoe. No, that's when we're supposed to drop the oh, yeah. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So we're supposed to drop that, or uh, yeah, that, you, know, that. you know what? You know what? Hit us! Hit us with it with the first. What did you say? Uh, the first sixty-nine episodes. <laughs> Damn it! Wrong yeah, one. Love it. Yeah. No, let's get. Give it a second. It kicks in. Slow ride. There it is. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. Um, it's got Astro Glide. Take it easy. Anyway. So wait. So yeah, well, we're hold gonna on. We're, hold on. What? One, huh? one second. Yeah. Okay throwbacks if you're a listener oh. you can submit those as well so instagram twitter mail whatever <laughs> send us That's... send us your memory if you have brian's phone number yeah text it who cares text, text brian yeah. let him know yeah. um you know because we're willing to take listener requests this is gonna be a hundred percent cringe a hundred percent of the time already uh, we're trying not to make it as cringe as it could be but yeah sure now, we can go that i route. mean listening back to yourself Oh no! Say I, something I have the voice. Cringe. I have a voice of a fucking angel. I have the velvet oh, pussy of an angel. Okay, okay. Yeah, right, I don't know right, what yeah. you're talking oh, fair about. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, they call him the Ron Jeremy of radio. Yeah. God damn! Um, just fucking <laughs> welcome. Um, oh God, we can do the fucking NPR bit yeah. all day. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I want to submit another one. Radio Lab. Um, uh, no, we're not pulling, pulling <laughs> those fucking thumb drums. We're not pulling those out. <laughs> Fucking for those oh, of you historic, new listeners, historic bit on this. Villum used to have a great. thumb drum that he would plink, plunk, plunk, plink, and he just plunk, whipped plunk, it out plunk. one day. Yeah, <laughs> like, like un, not telling anybody, just like, hey, I got, I got a contribution to the podcast. What is it, Villum? What topics do you have? Plunk, plink, plunk, plunk, plunk. Yeah. plunk, plunk, plunk. Parker and I decided it was going to be the Radio Lab bit because it yeah. sounded like Radio Lab. My, my. In word. any case, that dude just stepped down. By the way, interesting. Parker um, or Radio Lab guy? No, Radio Lab dude. Oh, good. Thank God. He just passed it on. Yeah, his voice Oof. is what, Brad Alpenrod or whatever his name is. Yep. Thank wow. you. Um, now we just need to get rid of the fucking morning edition. I don't know. Who, I don't who's that, that dude that just like. Frank is just Whoever moving his is. tongue around. I didn't even hear any. He By the way, your sucks. microphone is really good because it cuts out the worst noises that you make. It's fantastic. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that was a really wet, slobbery oh, tongue God, movement. My God. Um, in any case, okay, so so continue. So we're going to do this cast. Yeah, we'll do a it's, cast. We'll do it late Saturday night, so it'll it'll premiere sometime early next week probably. Um, we're probably going to get way too intoxicated, but we've already planned for such. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. Uh, it, like Frank said, if you have some bits you want to drop on us and you get it to us in time, please send it our way. Um, you know, uh, we, I mean, this is the, this is the cast every year before our anniversary cast that we get to thank y'all for uh, tuning in listening. It really is kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like therapy, uh, but it's also nice just to hang out with friends that we don't get to see every single day. Um, but get to talk to them and get to share a little bit of our life and keep in contact uh, while having some fun. And it's yep. it's nice. It really is. So I appreciate uh, all the listeners and all the folks who help make this podcast possible. Frank, Troy, Derek, Parker, Villem, Jay, Kevin, all the loyal listeners. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, y'all. Yeah. 
And uh, in case you haven't, please do go out and get that COVID vaccine. Um, no, it's it only got one known side effect, and that means you got to wait a couple weeks for number two. But that's it. Um, <clears throat> Brian, are we ready to? Play well, this I, out? I, are you about to? <laughs> I thought you were about to like. No shit. You just have to wait for number two. You know what I mean? And for Frank and North fucking Laredo. I thought you were about to hit us with that. No, we can we can play this out here. Uh, thank you guys, like I said, for listening. If you like us, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget that Spotify, if you haven't canceled it yet, is still it now. And like you can do ratings over there. So make sure you give us five stars. We appreciate it. And uh, for Brian, until next time. I am out. Yeah, for Frank, uh, look for my book um, coming probably late 2023. It's going to be a step-by-step guide to fall downstairs. I'm out.